Hi there, my name's Neil Trigger, I'm an author and I like to write novels. And um, on this occasion, I'm going to be reading A Gift for Elsie. The whole podcast is going to be basically a list of chapters that I'm going to be uploading one at a time in sequence. So you can just listen to this in order and basically basically you'll listen to a free audiobook. It's mine, it hasn't been published yet, I just really hope you like it. Let's see what you think. The first chapter is called A Gift for Elsie. This is from my upcoming book, The Forest of the Dream Beast. Chapter 1, A Gift for Elsie. Mr Topple knew that his daughter's birthday needed to be special. It wasn't every day that she would turn 13, and so whatever he got her would need to be good. After searching the shops for all manner of marvellous gifts, including a bike, new phone and pet snake, Mr Topple left them all without buying a single thing. He wanted her gift to be perfect, and so returned home to his wife empty-handed. That's when he thought about using the internet. Mrs Topple wasn't convinced by her husband's one-perfect-present strategy, and he was running out of time. It would only be a few days, and nothing had yet turned up. Mrs Topple was a woman who tended to just pick up millions of small gifts. She hoped that each inadequate piece of brightly coloured plastic would add up to one very impressive gift pile that her daughter, Elsie, would soon be happy with. But... Elsie doubted that either of them would get it right, but she didn't mind. She was otherwise a fairly happy child who didn't much look forward to her birthdays anyway. She only received an egg timer for her birthday once, because she once made a comment that she quite liked it. It was the kind of comment that one might make about liking the pattern of the carpet-covered seat of the number 52 bus, but, thankfully, had never had delivered a slightly damp seat from a public transport vehicle. And so it was that Mr Topple searched the internet for Elsie's birthday gift. He wasn't very good at using technology, and so when he tapped the words into the search engine he didn't think about how to get the best search result. He didn't think about being concise. He didn't think about using keywords to optimise the reliability or relevance of the listings. He didn't even have an idea what he wanted to buy. All he typed was Amazing gift needed for my magical little girl's 13th birthday. And he was surprised that there was only one search result. It said, Ideal magical gift for 13-year-old girls. Well, that sounded like the thing that he wanted. But the single listing was weird, and not like he would have normally seen, on the rare occasion that he did use the internet to search for things at work. It flickered, and shot out sparks and played a strange haunting tune over the computer speakers that made Mr Topple feel light-headed. Weird, said Mr Topple as he swayed on his chair, but he reached for his wallet and clicked the link. The world folded in half and split down the middle and Mr Topple was lying on his back, blinking at the ceiling. He wondered what had happened. He had had his hands on his wallet and his credit card and he was gently sliding the plastic back between two layers of soft leather. He shook his head. It's like he had blacked out. He wondered how long he was unconscious for, and he reached for his phone to see the time. The phone beeped the email tone. It said, Thank you for your order. In an effort to improve your customer service experience, your delivery is scheduled to arrive at 10am yesterday. 
There must be something wrong with the software, thought Mr. Topple. It must be those foreign programmers' grip of English. Yesterday, he read on. As you are a new customer, your memory has been wiped for security. Mr. Topple sat bolt upright on the bed. That was too much. How did the email know that he couldn't remember the last few minutes? He called out to his wife, but she was downstairs reading a magazine and paying far too much attention to the latest celebrity couple to care. Mr. Topple got up slowly, slipped his wallet back into his pocket and trundled down the stairs, plodding as he did so. Uh, Joan, he said to his wife. Hmm? She grunted back. Did, uh, did anything arrive for me yesterday, he said. He felt silly just asking, but he figured that his wife didn't know about the email, so it was a fairly innocent question. How strange, said Mrs Topple. I don't normally forget things like that, but yes, there was. I put it under the sink for some reason. I'd never normally do that. Let me go get it. Mrs Topple appeared dazed, like she had just woken up too quickly from a very realistic but disorientating dream. Mr Topple looked confused too. It couldn't be the same package, could it? After a few seconds, Mrs Topple waddled into the room carrying a long box. It had the same spidery font as the computer had had on the single listing that Mr Topple had clicked on. What is it? asked Mrs Topple. Mr Topple had no idea, but didn't want his wife to think that he had been wasting money, and said, Oh, it's, um, it's Elsie's birthday present. I, um, uh, I think she'll love it. Right, said Mrs Topple with a relieved smile. What did you get her? Wait and see, Mr Topple replied, trying to avoid answering. No idea. Mrs Topple looked slightly annoyed. It's not my birthday, Jim. Can't you just tell me? It is from both of us, you know. I'm going to look pretty stupid if I don't know what it is. Ask no questions, tell no lies, dear, Mr Topple said, tapping the side of his nose with his index finger. Mrs Topple rolled her eyes, and Mr Topple smiled a cheeky grin. He was pleased that he had seemed to have got away with it. Mr Topple took the box, and it tingled in his fingers, and he almost dropped it as the box gave a little wriggle. Mr Topple wondered about his sanity, but tightened his grip on the box, and started towards the shed. I'll, um, I'll store it in the shed, dear, said Mr Topple. Elsie will never check in there, she's too worried about the spiders. And so he did. Mr Topple walked to the shed, and although he had wanted to find out what was inside the box, before he knew what he was doing, he had closed the door and was walking back to the house. The box made him feel really strange. He had wondered whether he should open it before he gave it to Elsie just to see what it was, but then he'd have to explain his purchase to his wife and, even more embarrassingly, explain why he couldn't remember buying it in the first place. The following day, Elsie came home from school and slammed the door. Oh no, thought Mr Topple. Elsie's failed her spelling test. The letterbox rang like a bell as it settled in its frame. Elsie stopped when she saw her dad. She looked fearful. Elsie, shouted Mr Topple, if you slam that door again... And then he stopped too. He was going to say that she wouldn't get any nice gifts for her birthday. But the words seized in his throat and came out like a little squeak. OK, Dad, Elsie said. She seemed to understand the warning even if Mr Topple hadn't completed it. But why had he been unable to complete it? Mr Topple coughed and shook his head. Weird, he said, finally. 
Mr. Topple had a strange feeling that something had stopped him from even threatening that she might not get the present. Something wanted her to have it. But what was it? It would be Elsie's big day very soon, and so Elsie, like Mr. Topple himself, was about to find out. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. My name is Neil Trigger. You've been listening to A Gift for Elsie. That's chapter one of The Forest of the Dream Beast, which is a new book that I'm going to be releasing very, very soon. Um, if you want to follow me, go to neiltrigger.com forward slash my underscore blog. Follow me on Anchor. That's anchor.fm. I don't know what the forward slash is yet. We'll have a look at that. Um, also follow me on all of the usual uh, social media channels. I'm going to be on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Outcast, uh, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. So if you want to listen to me on any of those, that's cool too. All right, thanks very much for listening. Please let me know what you think and uh, catch you later. Share it with your friends. Cheers. Bye-bye.